Hey there, welcome to Truly Oz, where we're devoted to sharing insider scoops on our major cities and the exploration of regional, rural and outback Australia. We created these Truly Oz podcasts so that before you travel somewhere, you know a little bit about the place and have the lowdown on things to check out. I also love sharing my top places on where to eat, drink, play and stay. For more travel inspiration, you can also check out our stories online at trulyoz.com and also find us on Instagram at trulyoz. Today, I'm going to take you on a nature-based art and food-filled journey around the Tweed Shire in the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales. The region is near the border of Queensland and spans out to meet the Tasman Sea. Firstly, though, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the region, the Yugambar people, and all other First Nations tribes from the area. Mount Warning really is the jewel in the crown of the Tweed Shire. It's the largest erosion caldera in the Southern Hemisphere and is considered one of the world's natural wonders. In layman's terms, our caldera is a large volcanic crater formed by a major eruption leading to the collapse of the mouth of the volcano. Astonishingly, the caldera valley here is more than a thousand metres deep and has a diameter of around 40 kilometres. The area around Mount Warning is dubbed Australia's Green Cauldron. The uber green scenery has grown on the fertile folds of the lava that spewed from the monstrous volcano 23 million years ago, when its peak was 1.2 kilometres above sea level. The First Nations people who originally lived here were hunter-gatherers. Because food was very plentiful and consistently available, their lifestyle was more settled compared to many other tribal groups. They called Mount Warning Wollumbin, which means rainmaker. It's no wonder why when you see the clouds gathering around its girth and the rain pouring down. When it comes to European history, in 1770, Captain James Cook was sailing the HMS Endeavour up the east coast of Australia, and after noting the potentially dangerous reefs east of Cook Island, he slowed down and then stayed the night. The following morning, he saw the sun on the mountain, which he then named Mount Warning. Then in 1823, John Oxley was on a voyage from Sydney in search of a place for convict punishment when he discovered the river, which he named the Tweed, after the river on the English-Scottish border. The Tweed Shire is known for its sugarcane fields, and ask anyone who grew up here about childhood memories and they'll no doubt reminisce over the spectacle and the smell of sugarcane being burnt off. The first settlers in the region tried many crops, corn, arrowroot and even opium, but finally settled on sugar as their staple crop in the late 1870s, and that led to a smattering of small sugar mills and work for many. Later the large CSR sugar mill still dominated the scene and now the region is also well known for dairy, banana growing and fishing. The Tweed also has a great reputation for the arts, and every year in May the picturesque riverside town of Mwollumbar is host to the Mwollumbar Art Trail Festival. It runs for 10 days and includes pop-up galleries scattered all over, art workshops for kids and adults, and more than 25 local music acts, entertaining the ever-growing culture vulture crowds that pour into town. There are comedy shows, a film night at the local Regent Cinema, that has thankfully retained its old world character, Art River Cruises, a VIP progressive dinner through galleries after hours, labelled as not snobby, and an arty picnic in a sculpture park. Tweed Regional Gallery punches way above its weight in terms of the gallery itself and the artwork on display. Six exhibition spaces host all kinds of art events during the year, and the modern light-filled building, which is set on a hill and surrounded by beautiful gardens, has magnificent views over the Tweed River. Down by the Tweed River, you can see the old farmhouse where renowned still-life painter Margaret Ollie lived as a child. Her father rode her across the river every weekday to school, and she grew up surrounded by cane fields and nature. 
Ollie died in Paddington in Sydney in 2011, but she bequeathed one million to the gallery for the creation of the Margaret Ollie Art Centre. It's a mind-boggling recreation of Margaret's former home in Paddington, displaying more than 20,000 items that she collected and arranged. Some would say haphazardly and some would say it almost looked like a squatter's house, but they were all subjects in her paintings. Original architectural elements from her home, including windows and doors, were also relocated or recreated so that visitors can literally peek into her home and see the piles of magazines, hundreds of vases and flowers that she liked to collect. She'd even let some of them die before painting them and then consider them dried flowers later and paint them again. And there are other just fascinating details of her life as a prolific artist. I think it's as close as you'll ever get to being able to step into the mind of an extraordinary artist. If you're a lover of local produce, every year in October, the region plays host to the Tweed Artisan Food Festival. It also runs for 10 days and with more than 20 curated events showcasing the people, the places and the produce of the Tweed, it's a foodie's haven. During the event, some of the best venues in the region throw open their doors to show off the amazing culinary offerings, cultural elements and basically the collective pride of Tweed local producers, chefs and farmers. The 2022 event was launched at the Minjungbal Aboriginal Museum with some storytelling, bush tucker and a tasting menu filled with native ingredients. And then signature events were held at some amazing local places such as Halcyon House, which is a stunning beachside hotel that has an amazing story behind its evolution. Opening in 2015, the Retro Hotel took two years of planning and 15 months to build. The incredible renovations were led by Sydney-based architect Virginia Carriage, while the property's boutique rooms were designed by Brisbane-based interior designer Anna Spiro. Each suite and room is different, and throughout the entire hotel you will find vintage pieces and furnishings, such as John Derrien sofas, Madeleine wine rib rugs, and drawings by Wayne Pate. The hotel is right on beautiful Cabarita Beach and is home to an award-winning hatted restaurant called Paper Daisy. Executive chef Jason Barrett and his team produce dishes using the freshest of ingredients from the region. And the Hallison House Bar is home to the largest selection of Australian-made gins in the country, featuring over 120 gins from 40 different distilleries. A visit to Hallison House Gin Bar is a world-class experience. Husk Distillery also hosted festival goers and it's known as Australia's first agricultural rum distillery where it's all about farm-to-bottle philosophy. Only sugarcane grown 100% on the farm surrounding the cellar door is used to create the rum, which is incredibly special due to the region's volcanic soil and subtropical climate. Even if you aren't familiar with Husk, you might know their famous ink gin, which changes from being a deep bright purple to a lovely pale mauve and then pink when you mix it with tonic water. The gin is distilled in small batches with 13 organic, native and exotic botanicals and then infused with butterfly pea flower petals. Normally used in herbal tea, these petals are pH sensitive, changing colour from their natural indigo to pink when mixed with tonic water, lemon or lime juice. If you're after somewhere for lunch or dinner where you can drink in the rolling green hills, head to Mavis's Kitchen. This gorgeous restaurant is housed in a classic whitewashed weatherboard Queenslander that has a romantic picket fence-like staircase and verandas hugging it on every side. It's been pulled apart and moved twice because the owner was attached to his old aunt's place where he grew up to find its resting place on verdant pastures where much of the organic produce on the menu is sourced. It's no wonder that Mavis's is booked for weddings all year round. It's a fairy tale setting that cries out for ladies in lace white dresses to grace its deep green pastures. 
There are so many wonderful eateries in these parts, but another one that stands out for its charm and delicious homemade fare is House of Gabriel in the riverside village of Tumblegum. Don't leave town without trying the amazing corn fritters. Taverna is located on the beachfront on Marine Parade and it's a Greek-inspired modern restaurant with just 60 seats. It's straight across from Kingscliff Beach and it's a perfect spot for a long lunch, quiet dinner or a beachside cocktail. If you want to experience both the produce and the waterways of the Tweed, do yourself a favour and book a three-hour, five-course seafood degustation cruise on the Spirit of Wollumbin, a traditional Huon Pine River ferry. The onboard catering team are a delight, entering guests as they dish up delectable dishes of local seafood and produce and foraged bush food ingredients. A soft-shell crab salad is superb and the pumpkin soup is as good as mum makes it. Garlic prawns and Balmain bugs are barbecued on a camp stove and wine glasses are filled as the boat glides down the river. Another amazing place to stay if you want to immerse yourself in both nature and luxury is Mystere at Early Up. This beautiful five-star gathering of villas is tucked discreetly into a magical landscape where you can sit on enclosed balconies and look out at the rainforest and across to Mount Warning. The suits can be fully self-contained so you don't need to go anywhere if you don't feel like it. There's also a two-person sauna sitting out the front that has a perfect view of the Tweed Valley. Thanks for listening to the Truly Oz podcast. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more travel inspiration, head over to trulyoz.com or catch us on Instagram. We look forward to bringing you more Truly Oz travel inspiration soon. This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.